Oh hey, welcome to the beach. <laughs> you're you're a little early. Uh, uh, that's alright though. You're just in time for me to light the fire. Oh boy. Uh, there goes my eyebrows. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the beach. Uh, it's just me this week, I don't have any guests, it's been a little busy, uh, not gonna lie, and I'm going to really attempt to try to talk for as long as I can. I think, uh, you know, previously, I don't know if you guys have listened to the pilot episodes at all, I purposely didn't label them as episodes just so people wouldn't listen to them. <laughs> Uh, because it's just me talking to myself for 30 minute increments and towards the end I'd always run out of stuff and what to say. Uh, so what I think I'm gonna do here is once I run out of content to talk about I'm just gonna, you know, cut it basically because that's not worth listening to and also it's late at night on Sunday. Uh, yeah, but it's been a long week. Uh, oh man, uh, quarantine grind is kind of starting to get to me, not gonna lie. <laughs> um, I mentioned before, but I'm an extrovert, and being an extrovert in this quarantine uh, sucks. I'm trying to stay responsible and not go see people, but uh, sometimes being responsible isn't the most fun or healthy thing to do. <laughs> Mentally healthy, I should say. Um, Literally, it's the healthiest thing to do in this circumstance, since we are dealing with a pandemic of the COVID-19 proportion. But I've, I've been able to stay busy. Let me try to go over all the stuff that I've been doing this week. So, um... Actually, no, uh, forget that. Welcome to the beach. Um, if... The only other episodes you've listened to are episode 1 and 2 with Adam and Miranda. Uh, you know, this format might, you know, me just talking to myself might seem a little bit strange, but that's kind of the format that this podcast was founded on. It's meant to be more of a soothing environment, maybe not even listening to the content that I'm spilling out, spilling out the beans on you, but... It's more just for relaxing white noise with me on the fire and you listening to my day and my week and stuff like that. So I'm going to go over some of the stuff that's been relevant in my life. So I'll start with I've kind of been getting dumped on uh, homework stuff. I've been very busy with various extracurricular and school related things. Um, one thing will lead to another, so I'll start with, for my AP Physics class, I was assigned a project where I had to make my own instrument, uh, from scratch, uh, so I've been doing that, and actually, I came up with a system that worked pretty well, um, I fastened together, uh, kind of woodworking contraption. I mean, 
I used woodworking, carpentry is what the skill is called, to fasten together a can, uh, instrument. It is a shoebox, and on the shoebox is a long, uh, what are they called, stick, I guess, uh, which has a fishing line uh, stringed across it and it works basically as a single string guitar so if you have patience for me with me for a second I'm going to actually go grab this contraption which you're gonna just be able to hear wildlife noise or er, beach noises for like 15 seconds I'm guessing let's see how accurate I am so I'm gonna time myself three two one okay Okay, I'm back. Uh, I have here my my instrument. Let me just get settled here. Oh, how many seconds was that? 12, I think. 20, no, 13 seconds. Good. Okay, so it's a stick with a fishing line on a guitar. So uh, we have to play a song in order for the project to work. So I decided that I was going to play Jingle Bells, so let's see if I can play it for you. It might be a little too quiet, but oh, <laughs> we'll see here. I kind of doubt that that picked up very well. Maybe I'll amplify it. We'll see. But yeah, it kind of has a banjo vibe. I'm actually pretty proud of it. But um, in order to do research for this, because we have to have sources, of course, I just cited a bunch of YouTube videos. But one, the first YouTube video that I found on this when I was researching how to really do that, I guess, was a dude like made... A guitar like a three-string guitar from like scratch uh, and I was very impressed with this and uh, honestly I will confess it was a very satisfying woodworking video which since then has led me down a rabbit hole of watching this dude make a lot of different things on his channel like he has a lot of content and uh, oh man I, uh, I have a newfound love for watching <laughs> woodworking videos. <laughs> uh, man, they're, they're very satisfying and informative. And uh, I don't know, they're just very entertaining. And it kind of has progressed to a point where... Uh, I, uh, you know, in most of the videos, you can't see his face. So there's a shroud of mystery around this man's identity. And eventually... I got to a video where he showed a part of his face and I I for a moment he looked a lot like my cousin-in-law so I was thinking man uh, is that no that couldn't be is that my cousin 
And that kind of led to me thinking, oh my gosh, what if my cousin is like a secret woodworking lord, you know? Like, just has this um, excellent skill that nobody knows about and he's just making all these woodworking videos. So that led me to thinking for a while and I tried finding hints and uh, I went to like blogs and Instagrams. Uh, eventually, uh, got a turn off because... Uh, I started getting very strong uh, Eastern European vibes. Like it, he made a he made a <laughs> an engraving of an Orthodox saint, and I, you know, my uh, my cousin-in-law is not Eastern European to my knowledge. And then eventually I found a video where he was speaking and he spoke with a very heavy Russian accent. And I was like, okay, this this dude is not my cousin-in-law, <laughs> I should say. But that has been something that I've been spending a lot of time uh, on consuming these <laughs> uh, very satisfying YouTube videos of a dude woodworking and it's kind of led me to want to try to embrace my inner Ron Swanson a little bit more in the future like this dude has so much equipment and uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show but or on the podcast I mean but uh, at school I'm I was in our wood shop it's only a semester long it was the previous semester but up until you know the quarantine when we all got sent home I was still working on my final project which was a rocking chair that I am very very proud of or it's not even done but I am very uh, attached to I should say because a lot of time was invested in that planning for it and making it you know there's kind of an intimacy with woodworking but I have obviously haven't been able to finish it even though it's super close to being done I just if I had like two hours to like crank it out, I probably could. So I'll probably have to finish that sometime this summer. But woodworking has been something that's interested me for a while. And even from like a historical like ancestral standpoint, I found out like a couple years ago that my my great grandpa, like he was a farmer. I'm, like, you know, initially what my parents told me about my family is basically they've been farmers for as long as they've come to America, you know. Because I'm white, I'm not Native American, my <laughs> ancestors did not originate in America. But they've been farmers pretty much forever, uh, as long as they go back. But my great-grandpa, uh, on the, you know, my Peter's side, uh, they were a very industrious people. They, they weren't exactly satisfied with just farming, so they had a, a variety of, like, other businesses that they owned and my great-grandpa uh, he owned a fish box making company and he also made snow fences and cut lumber and sold lumber and stuff in addition to all this farm work so at you know back in the fatherland or whatever uh, the houses that my grandparents or great-grandparents or ancestors in general I guess lived in there's a bunch of uh, giant saw blades <laughs> hanging up everywhere and large saws because they owned a woodworking company in addition to farming so in a way you know it's kind of in my dna to 
be interested in this kind of thing. But, oh man, it's, it's literally like the most satisfying thing that I've come across. I could spend a very long time talking about this woodworking video. But anyways, um, uh, a lot of people joke about how, uh, especially when I was working on my rocking chair, how I'm kind of a young, uh, young Ron Swanson or the the real life version Nick Offerman, who is plays Ron Swanson in Parks and Recreation, who is an actual woodworker, uh, and you know that's honestly not entirely inaccurate because it's something that <laughs> I genuinely <laughs> uh, really like doing, and it's a really cool hobby. But I'm not super into it yet at least obviously woodworking requires equipment uh the extent that i've done so far is uh, i have a birdhouse hanging outside my window that i made uh i have the work in progress rocking chair a birdhouse that i made in eighth grade that is has been falling apart for the last uh i guess ever since i made it and is entirely non-functional and now this little single string uh, shoebox guitar for physics class so I don't have a whole lot of experience also I guess pine cars uh, for the pioneers if any of you guys remember pine car races I was pretty good with, uh, with that all when that was going on but just uh, I like the idea of embracing, you know, that rustic aspect of all that jazz. Um, like today, I, I went out doing some manual labor. I chopped down a tree, like, literally with an axe today. It took a while, but that that's like a satisfying thing. Because I also feel like I'm going to work out, you know. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, feeling like a lumberjack. But... That's that's really cool and uh, a fun thing for me to do. Except uh, there's downside to all that, which is you know working outside is great and all, but at the same time I am very white. So right now I uh, I am very sunburned. My shoulders and neck hurt a lot, and my nose is on fire, which my nose gets a lot of torture. I do not take care of my nose. It'll probably have to be amputated sometime just because of all the times I've sunburnt it, uh, especially last summer. And I, you know, just the twice that I've gotten sunburnt this year and gone outside for a period of more than an hour and a half, I haven't treated it well either. So I don't have a good streak right now with all that. But yeah, chopping down trees with an axe a very satisfying and motivating thing also it is currently two days after Arbor Day this comes out on Monday so it'll be three days after Arbor Day but another cool thing that I did this week actually today more specifically is that I planted the apple trees in a permanent spot after like nurturing them for like two years which uh, I'm very glad. I I probably, you know, I raised them, but even that being said, I haven't been the best caretaker of my apple trees. Every winter, they've uh, gotten chowed down on by rabbits, 
which I think <laughs> in my junior English class, I wrote like a song about how rabbits ate my apple trees. I probably could find that. Uh, <laughs> it was a, I don't even remember the context of that other than we had to write a song for our class and I wrote mine about how I came home from a run one day and those Gerstern rabbits chowed down on my apple trees that I had been raising for a year at that point. So I finally got them in a permanent position, uh, place down at uh, Maland, my ancestral homeland. And uh, I put little uh, circular fences around them, wire, wire like, you know, protective fencing around them so deer and rabbits don't gnaw on them or whatever. And I felt pretty good about that. Happy Ar happy Bladed Arbor Day. We'll, we'll, hopefully you got outside, planted some trees or whatever. Uh, I definitely did and burned myself to a crisp, or at least my shoulders, um, or a, a bro tank today, uh, with stars and stripes on, which I have owned for, since like 8th grade, so it's been like, uh, 4 years, <laughs> and still fits, of course it was probably big in 8th grade or whatever, so that was my day, uh, let me backtrack a little bit, running, so I've been running. Uh, I have a bad tendency with when it comes to running shoes to wear them out for way past their due. You see, there for you who are maybe not familiar with the running lifestyle, and I don't even know if I consider myself that familiar. It's just that I'm in uh, running sports, so I'm exposed to this information, but you're supposed to replace your running shoes every 300 to 400 miles, which sounds like a lot, but when you're running a sport, that's like three months, four months, five months at the most. So you're supposed to get shoes like at least twice a year, basically, um, which I have not been doing. My previous pair of shoes, which I used up until Wednesday of last week, uh, I had been using for about a year and a half at that point. So, not uh, the best management on my part. Uh, I mean, the only person that really is at a loss is myself, because uh, towards the end there, those last couple of weeks, um, my joints were hurting pretty bad. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I was in a lot of pain. My feet were getting bruised just from, like, you know, running. But come Wednesday, thank goodness, uh, the order from Kohl's came. And I finally got a new pair of shoes. And I, I feel like my, my legs are finally recovering from from all that which oh man is a very good thing also like oh shoot dropped my phone there <laughs> uh i'm listening to fire fire noises on my phone just for 
your your sake so I can get in the vibe of the beach because this is beach time between you and me this you and me um shoes I was talking about so literally don't remember okay I'm, I'm just gonna start over my thoughts so shoes I got a new pair of shoes they feel really good oh I, I think I remember where I was going so I got my shoes from Kohl's, right? I get a lot of stuff from Kohl's. Um, that's just where my family goes to shop. Uh, my mom is very invested in their money-saving scheme, which is code for Kohl's overcharging prices for different clothing items, and then they give you so much money that you feel good, which is respectable. I love saving money. I love the illusion of not spending a lot of money when there's a sale. So I will almost always not buy something unless it is on sale, which, you know, is probably good, a good uh, way to go because that means that you're probably getting it for a price that's more realistic to what it's supposed to be. Um, but anyways, back back to the shipment. So what also came that I've, something that I wanted for a while came with the Kohl's uh, order was a foam roller which, uh, you know, might not sound that impressive, but basically uh, what it is is I can now uh, have my limbs stretched out and not have them sore all the time, which is another good thing, another good positive thing that's happening. The only negative about it all is that we ordered those uh, like a month ago and they just came last week, but hey, they came. It's all good. My legs are very happy that they don't have to hurt all the time and be in constant agony. Which, you know, makes running sound bad, but trust me, like, once you get used to it, uh, once you get into the running lifestyle, you, it's very fulfilling. Runner's high is a very powerful and motivating thing that I wish more people could experience. Um, that being said, negative note, sports in Minnesota for high school people are done. Uh, no school, no sports. That's new news as of this week, which sucks. Yes. Um, yeah, it just kind of sucks. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I'll, I'll count my blessings. I had a, a very good, successful cross-country season uh, where I PR'd very very good. I didn't have any injuries after that season was over already. I got a concussion, but I was very happy with that season, how it turned out. So counting my blessings, obviously it sucks that track is not happening, but I'm still training. I'm still doing what coach tells me to do because um, just feels right, I guess. It's a normal thing. Also, I feel like it's very good for routine, as far as routine goes. Running every single day, doing that, uh, staying active. I've been trying to do core workouts, uh, trying not to get too fat, um, as far as that goes. Been doing a decent job. I mean, I'm a teenager, you know, we're all teenagers. Metabolism takes care of most of that for most of us anyways, but... Been doing what I can. Um, I actually, on Saturday, I uh, went to a local track 
and uh, I ran a mile, which is the usual thing that I run in track and field, or is like my main event, you know, my strongest event. Uh, ran a mile, uh, race pace. Actually, c my coach was there too, which was kind of a neat thing. Social distancing, of course, because I'm a responsible person um, that cares for the elderly, and basically I ran at race pace and I my time was pretty good it was like 17 seconds off my PR um, and I was very happy with that that felt good it was just very strange because up until this year obviously uh, I've never had to run something as if it were a race by myself <laughs> um, I guess you could argue that running a quality workout you know running as hard as you can for any certain distance can be considered a race, but you know, it's not the same. It's not the same mentality for just doing some straight running as hard as you can, but I was pretty satisfied with my time. It's just that, again, the fact that competition isn't going to happen this year sucks. So I'm sure that you are feeling the same thing about any given uh, thing, activity that is going on. But, you know, we just got to process it one day at a time. Um, it's all going to be okay. I have hope that it's going to work out just fine. Obviously, missing stuff sucks, but I don't think uh, that it's going to have a huge effect in the long run. Actually, I think it will have a huge effect in the long run because I think in the long run it will be good it'll be good there'll be benefits from all this just mental toughness wise drive wise um, a lot of learning is taking place I feel like whether like literally people taking like classes maybe not you know I'm not really talking about like people in high school taking classes but literally like I saw an advertisement for Yale was offering a course on happiness that I definitely don't have time to take, but I'm pretty sure people are taking. So like, <laughs> uh, a lot of learning, and not even you know it doesn't even have to be a class. It's just uh, everything, taking everything in, doing all that stuff, learning, learning about yourself, all that. Uh, you know, I'm sounding. <laughs> sounding uh, pretty uh, vibey right now pretty aloof but yeah I'm really tired <laughs> if you can't tell uh, it's been a long day out in the sun chopping down trees planting trees uh, and I'm very very tired a couple other things I'll talk about I guess because I can uh, I've entered a cartoon phase where I've been consuming a lot of cartoons I've started to realize like uh, an example is for intro to fiction my college class we started watching a little series and evaluating a series called over the garden wall which I've mentioned on this show before because it is very good and I watched it before and Coincidentally, we're watching it again for a class. I watched it on my own time. That's a little embarrassing. Don't repeat that. Like, uh, but we're watching it again for a class. And uh, it's very, 
Uh, very good show. Actually, I don't know if you noticed or paid attention, but the end, the end thing, you know, of this podcast where it's a dude singing like opera, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but listen, listen to the end here. It's, it's coming up in a little bit because I'm going to stop recording in just a second, but that, uh, little music number is from Over the Garden Wall, and in addition to that, I've been making use of the Disney Plus subscription that I pay a friend for monthly and started watching some old nostalgic Disney cartoons on that. I watched Gravity Falls a little bit, good show, lots of nostalgia there, and uh, but in addition to that, some Phineas and Ferb because uh, Phineas and Ferb is becoming more relevant in meme language nowadays. Uh, it's kind of trend trending in the memes. Uh, but also, the people that made Phineas and Ferb also made a new show that I think I heard of like once, but obviously it was past my cartoon viewing days, so I never watched it, but I started watching it, and it's called, uh, what's it called? Uh, Milo, Milo Murphy's Law, or something? And it's kind of like an inverse Phineas and Ferb, and it, I, uh, I've honestly kind of liked it. Actually, I should note, say something. Uh, the only reason I watched it was because last night I was actually I was up late. I was wanting to get stuff done, but instead I fell asleep uh, watching woodworking videos. Actually, <laughs> and I woke up and I saw my phone. There was a I got a phone call from. Uh, it said like private number, which usually views the numbers. And then, I don't know, I took that, the fact that this was a quote-unquote private number to heart, and, uh, I don't know, it was, I was the right amount of tired at the right time of night, and I got super paranoid, so I actually wandered my home, uh, turning on all the lights, making sure that, uh, no one was, you know, creeping or something, being a stalker, and, because... The, okay, I should mention, I got this private num this call from this private person immediately, like, before I woke up, after falling asleep watching a YouTube video. Like, um, I woke up at maybe 2, and then, you know, the phone call was, like, immediately before that, so I was, I don't know, obviously, <laughs> uh, no one was in my home besides, you know, the people that were supposed to be there. But I was super paranoid. And then I couldn't go to sleep because I was like freaking out. So I, I go to Disney Plus and then I, uh, uh, I needed something that wasn't going to freak me out at all. So I watched uh, this random cartoon that I heard about before. And then I ended up genuinely really liking it. Of course, I was really tired then. And I haven't seen it since last night <laughs> when that happened. So, I guess technically earlier today because it was after 12. But, uh, good show, would recommend. Uh, anyways, thanks for spending time on the beach with me. Hopefully next week I'll actually not be a lazy bum and find time to talk with a guest. So, don't have to listen to me and beach noises for half an hour. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's it. Uh, see you next week. Stay safe. Be responsible.
Oh shoot, I almost forgot. I need to extinguish the fire. There we go. 